0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for joining me today. It's an honor and a joy to be able to share the Word with you, and I'm believing that as you hear the Word, your faith is going to go to another level. And remember, your faith will overcome the world. We're talking about the Word of Faith this week, and now I'm going to take you into one of our services here at Heritage of Faith Christian Center in Crowley, Texas, a church I founded a number of years ago. Uh, pastor Justin Bridges is our senior pastor. And Occasionally, I get to speak there, and every time I do, I have to say to the audience, hello, I'm Jerry Savelle. Uh, I'm your visiting pastor. (laughs) It's because I'm gone all the time. I'm always out somewhere preaching, but it's always a a joy and an honor to be able to preach to our own congregation. And We were talking about the Word of Faith, and I made this statement right at the beginning, and you'll see that as you go into this uh, program that's been recorded from there, I made this statement. As I travel around the world today, I find that so many Christians are, have still yet to hear the basics of the word of faith. And that's the reason I think it's so important to go over these things, not only to rehearse them for people who have heard them and for people who've let go of them, but there's so many new people that are just now hearing these things for the very first time. And so we dealt with some of the basic elementary Uh, principles of the Word of Faith, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So if this is your first time, hang on to every word, take notes. Also, uh, I want to encourage you to uh, begin to believe God this year. The word that the Lord gave me was going to be a year for marvels, miracles, and signs, and wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. We're going to learn through these programs today and next week, how to have faith for those things taking place in your life. So watch now, and I'll be back in just a few moments. Got your Bibles with you? Let's open them, first of all, to the book of Job, chapter 5. I've mentioned to you in the last several times I've had the opportunity to speak to you that Job, chapter 5, has become one of my favorite verses and particularly from the message translation. Job chapter five, verse nine, speaking of God, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Let me say it again. Which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. The message translation says, he's famous for great and unexpected acts and there's no end to his surprises. The Bible says that God is famous. Now, you become famous for doing something over and over and over and over repeatedly and you get good at it, amen? God is famous for doing great and unexpected things and he's famous for surprises. Another word for marvelous things is the word extraordinary extraordinary. And I want to give you some definitions for extraordinary because I want to talk to you today about faith for the extraordinary. Believing God for extraordinary things in your life. God said to us this year that it would be a year of marvels, wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. But we also know that without faith it's impossible to please God. Because everything God does it's wrapped around faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. If you're going to receive anything from God, you're going to do it with faith. Amen. Amen. It's it's difficult to experience great things from God aside from faith. Can you say amen? Amen. So we're going to talk about faith for extraordinary things. Now, let me give you several definitions here. You got something, write them down because I want you to begin to expect this. There's several definitions I want to give you. Extraordinary. Beyond are out of the common order or method, beyond or out of the common order or method, not in the usual, customary, or regular course of things, not in the usual, customary, or regular course of things, exceeding the common degree or measure, remarkable, uncommon, rare wonderful, special, highly unusual, exceptional, remarkable, far more than is expected. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.20 says that our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, far more than we can expect. It also means over the top, outside the order, astonishing, astounding, marvelous, sensational, stunning, phenomenal, spectacular. That's just a few definitions. I think that'll get you started, praise God. And God's been doing stuff like that for me for 50 years. I could give you stories all day long, but let me say this aside from faith, I wouldn't have the stories. I said, aside from faith, I wouldn't have the stories because faith makes it happen. Can you say amen? amen? Give the Lord a shout if you receive that, praise God. Now, I won't go over those definitions again, but just keep them handy and begin to decree them on a daily basis that these kind of things are going to start happening in your life If they haven't, they're going to start. If they have, they're going to, you're going to experience them more and more. Amen. I'm not done now. After 50 years, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, putting my faith aside and say, well, I've experienced enough. Now I'm going to a higher level. We sing about it this morning, higher and higher. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Now, another word, once again, for the word marvelous, he does marvelous things without number. Is the word extraordinary. And I gave you the definitions for that. Psalm 77 verse 14 says, thou art the God that doeth wonders. Wonders is also another word for extraordinary. He's the God that doeth wonders. Notice it didn't say, and there are some scriptures that talk about what he's done in the past, but here it didn't say he's the God that did wonders. He's the God that doeth wonders. So that means that he not only did them in the past, he's still doing them. Amen. Say, my, God, my God, is God is the wonder working God. The message translation says, You're the God who makes things happen. You're the God who makes things happen. I love that. Amen. Now, the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse 27 says, He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Amen. He works signs and wonders, extraordinary things. He not only does them in heaven, but he does them in the earth. The message translation says, astonishing miracles. And then Psalm 40, verse five, many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done. Now that's talking about past tense, but remember Psalm 77, thou art the God that doeth wonders. So that means present and beyond. Now the message translation says, nothing and no one comes close to you. I start talking about you, telling what I know and quickly run out of words. That's how amazing our God is. So if he's done wonders and marvels and extraordinary things in the past, so many that you can't even count, then do you suppose he still wants to do them for us today? amen. I believe he does. Now, why are not more believers experiencing more extraordinary things? Well, I believe one of the reasons is James chapter four, verse two. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Perhaps we should pray the prayer that the early disciples prayed in the book of Acts. Acts chapter four, verse 30 that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. That's the prayer they prayed. And if you keep reading the next few chapters, you'll find out that signs and wonders were wrought continually. Why? Because they asked for it. They asked for it. How many of you are actually asking God for signs and wonders and marvels and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness? Amen. Amen. You know, it just doesn't happen without uh, communication with God. It doesn't happen without exercising your faith in him and in his word. Some people think, and I believe this is major deception. Well, if God wants to do extraordinary things in my life, he'll just do it. That's wrong. That's wrong thinking and that's deception. Amen. It's not a question if God wants to. He wants to but he's not going to do it apart from what he's put in his word. He's not going to violate his own word. That's right. Amen. That's right. Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray. Come on. Amen. Pray. pray. Bible says from Jesus as well, men ought always to pray and not to faint. So prayer, prayer is a vital part of your walk with God, a vital part of you experiencing uh, the things of God. Can you say Amen. So it doesn't just happen. Now, the message translation says for Acts 4.30, stretch out your hand to us in healings, miracles, and wonders. That's the prayer they prayed. Stretch out your hand to us in healings, miracles, wonders, and you could add extraordinary things. And then dare to believe that you receive when you pray. Can you say amen? amen? Now, once again, I'm talking about faith for extraordinary things. As as I have traveled over the years, now when I first started fifty years ago, the message of faith was not well known. There were not many men or women who were teaching the message of faith in those early days. There were a handful, and uh, Kenneth Copeland came into it in 1967. Uh, Brother Hagen has been known as, uh, some people refer to him as the father of faith for our generation, you know, father of the faith message, you you could say, or Robert's taught faith, T.L. Osborne taught faith. But we're talking about a handful of people. When I first started, the term word of faith church didn't even exist. There was no such term. And uh, when Brother Copeland came to Shreveport, Louisiana, where Carol and I grew up, and uh, uh, preached the message of faith in 1969 the first time I heard it I'd never heard anything like it and yet even though I had never heard anything like it I knew it was true and I, I got I mean I grabbed hold of it with everything in me not a whole lot of people did now there was a church full of people who heard the same message that I heard that Carolyn heard but the whole church didn't receive it in fact some of them Fought it. It went cross grain with their religious tradition. But I didn't have any religious tradition. So, so you know, I didn't have any reason to doubt it or, or fight it. I received it. In fact, I thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard in my life. Amen. And so, uh, Brother Copeland would preach the message of faith. And, and uh, back then, they would record on reel to reel tape. I got my hands on all those messages that he preached there in Shreveport and began to study them day and night. And then he kept talking about this Kenneth Hagin. So I, I got material from Kenneth Hagin, listened to it day and night. Brother Hagin had a handful of books. Brother Copeland didn't have any back then. And I'd get those books and study faith. And then all Roberts uh, would, would announce on his television broadcast, he had a new book on the subject of faith. And he'd say, if you write to me, and ask for it, I'll send it to you free. I'd say, Carolyn, here's one we can afford, order it. As <laughs> soon as I'd get it, I'd, I would consume it. I'd read it over and over and over and over again. And then it became a part of my life. You know, at first it was me quoting what they said, but then eventually became my revelation, praise God. And now from time to time, I'm getting opportunities to share. Back then we did home Bible studies, people would open up their homes and uh, they'd move all the furniture against the walls and put chairs in the middle and, and uh, someone would sit and teach everybody that would come. And, and I was being invited to come and teach on the subject of faith. And the more I taught it, the bigger it got on the inside of me. And it was working for us. Now we didn't get, we didn't see everything we were believing for manifest overnight, but it was working, praise God. You know, uh, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. I loved, I loved it when the blade came up, hallelujah, because I knew I was on the right track. And eventually, you know, uh, Brother Copeland uh, had heard from the Lord about me coming and, and, and being a part of his team, and uh, he and I traveling together, and so we moved to Fort Worth, and that put me with him everywhere he went. He went nowhere without Jerry Seville, And he, he did, uh, when I first came, the meetings would last about three weeks, you know, three services a day for three weeks. Now I'm sitting there listening three times a day to messages on faith, amen. And as soon as he would get through preaching them, I'd take the, the uh, recording of it to my hotel room and I'd run copies off so that people in the meeting, if they wanted a copy of it, they could purchase a copy of it. So it meant I heard the message the first time he preached it and I heard it in my room another time. If somebody else ordered it, if, if it was three people ordered a message, a copy of the message, I listened to it three different times. You can only run one copy at a time, you know. I'd be up all night listening to the same message, over and over and over. What's the Bible say? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So I'm hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, and I'm doing it. I'm acting on it. And I had the privilege of having someone who knew more about it than me show me how to do it. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, they were living it. Carolyn and I were following the example and praise God, eventually we were getting the same results that they got. Amen. Now, you know, by the time I launched out into this ministry, I'm being invited to come all over the country and teach on the subject of faith. And, and even then, uh, by 1973, 74, it's still relatively an obscure message. And, and the reason the Lord told me to leave Brother Copeland was he said, I, I want to enable the team to cover twice as much territory with the same message. And so I launched out and Brother Copeland went this way and I went that way. And we're both teaching on the subject of faith everywhere we went. But then over a period of time, people began to grab hold of it. Next thing you know, about 1976 was the first time I ever heard the term Word of Faith Church. And you know where I heard it? I started one. (laughs) Amen. Right here in Fort Worth. We called it Overcoming Faith Center. And uh, uh, people started coming from all over to hear the Word of Faith. In fact, the Lord told me, he said, you don't go to the people and ask them for a place to preach. You provide for the people a place where they can hear the word of faith consistently. Yes, and so that's what we did. And uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, man, the message of faith, it was catching on all over the world. It was exciting. Believers' convention started. And boy, when they first started, I'll tell you, people, they'd sit outside waiting for that auditorium to open. I mean, sometimes two hours before in Anaheim, particularly, I always had a room right above the convention center. I could see the convention center, the front door of the convention center from my room. And I'm an early riser. I'd get up and, and I'd go look out the window and there'd be people lined up sitting out there on the grass, you know, waiting for those doors to open. And when they finally opened, you had to pray for the ushers because brother, I want you to know it was a mad dash to the front row. People were so hungry to hear the word of faith. But then over a period of time, I didn't see quite the hunger. People started looking for something else, something that would tickle their ears. Winds of doctrine, Paul calls it in Ephesians. And even today, even today, there are not as many hungry people for the word of faith as there was back in the 70s. But I believe that's about to change. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And the reason I say that is because people are finally realizing all this other stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, this is... This is, this is uh, this is where it all counts. Yes. You know, when your babies are dying, when your husband's dying, when your wife's dying, when, when you can't meet your obligations, the economy's bad, you go try religion and see if it'll work for you. You go try something that sounds good, but is not quite accurate. See if it works for you. Yeah. No, what you are going to discover is it takes the word of faith, yes. To change things, amen? It takes the word of faith to overcome. Now, I, I'm criticized for still teaching the word of faith. I, in some circles, I'm an outcast. In fact, some of them don't want to hear me anymore because they know that's what I'm going to preach. But I'm old school. When I find something that works, I don't change. Amen, I don't change You know, I, I preached for a lot of the fathers who started these churches years ago. Now they've turned them over to their sons, and many of them, they don't want to hear us anymore. We're not relative. We're not, we're not in the in crowd, and I am not wearing tight jeans. (laughs) (laughs) My legs are too skinny for tight jeans. Look at that, isn't that pitiful? (laughs) And I'm not wearing holy jeans. I got delivered of holes in my jeans a long time ago. I'm not going back to it. I'm not going to wear my shirt tail out. I'm not going to spike my hair. I'm going to preach the word. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach the word. Now, I'm not trying to be critical of those who go for all that, but at the same time, and I'll say it just as nicely as I can, when all hell breaks loose, your tight jeans is not going to get you over. You better have some word on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. But I've noticed that even though I'm not being asked to come to those kind of churches, I can't get to all the places that do ask me to come. It hadn't hurt my ministry at all. (laughs) Not at all. Amen. And I believe we're finally coming to a place to where people want stability. Stability. Amen. Longevity. They want to hear people that have been doing it for a long time, have never changed, and it's still working for them. Not everybody's that way yet, but it's going to get that way. Can you say amen? So for this purpose, I was really impressed with the Lord this week to teach you like you've never heard anything about faith. And some of you haven't. Some of you, you're so new to this that you haven't even learned the basics yet. And so I want to talk to you about the basics of faith and how to apply them for extraordinary things in your life. Can you say amen?
1: Your faith is the title deed to God's promises. It doesn't matter what mountain you might be facing, by faith you can overcome. In his timely book, Life of Faith, Jerry Savelle shares insights from the Bible and over five decades of his own faith journey. In its pages, you'll learn how to release your faith and see beyond your present circumstances. Discover that your faith has the ability to grow, to sustain not just yourself, but you can be a blessing to others. It is impossible to please God without faith. In the powerful three CD teaching, Life of Faith, Jerry teaches spiritual truths every believer needs to learn. Living a life of faith will produce your greatest adventures. Nothing is impossible with God. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Life of Faith package, including the book and three CD teaching. Living by faith is a biblical command. You can live by faith, overcome the world by faith, and be the winner that God has called you to be today.
0: Well, I trust you learned something today, and I want to encourage you to join with me again next week as we continue this message from Heritage of Faith. And I believe, praise God, that it will continue to inspire your faith. You know, our theme at our church, Heritage of Faith in Crowley, Texas, making winners in life. That's what God wants you to be, a winner in every area of your life. You know, I, I, I say it, I've said before on previous broadcasts, I always enjoy reading testimonies from people who have watched our broadcast, learned the Word, exercised their faith, and God is honoring it. And I like to also say, if God would do it for them, then why wouldn't He do it for you? So I trust that this will inspire your faith. Here's one that says, I asked for uh, support in prayer uh, this past summer. For reconciliation between myself and my husband. And I just want to report to you that God has done a beautiful work and we have been reconciled. Praise God, that is so good to hear. Here's another one that says she uh, asked for prayer for her brother. And the doctors had told him that there was a spot on his kidneys, and they decided that it was cancerous. But when they ran more tests, the spot was nowhere to be found. He was totally healed, and we are praising God. Here's one that says I recently sowed an additional $300 seed into your ministry, and I asked for prayer about the finances for my own ministry. I had been listening to Brother Jerry's story. About needing and believing God for thirty thousand dollars for a project overseas. and I too was believing for thirty thousand dollars. I put that check to you in my mailbox, then went to the post office to check on my own mail, and uh, I picked up a letter that I rec- and and in that letter, I received for my ministry, a check in the amount of $25,000. And then a couple of days later, the remaining $5,000 came in. Praise God. I know that God can do, and I know what God can do, and I just wanted to share this praise report with you. I'm telling you, Pam, we are so excited to hear that it's working for you just like it works for us. And once again, if it worked for them and it works for me, then it'll work for you as well. And finally, Uh, here's one that says, um, someone had cancer and we've been praying for them, but now there's no sign to be found in their body anywhere. And we're praising God for the good report. And we rejoice with you as well. Praise God. Once again, before we leave the air, don't forget our resources this week, my book on the life of faith, and then right along with it, three CDs on the same subject, The Life of Faith. If you want to learn how to live by faith, you want to learn how to take your faith and overcome the world, these are the resources you need to get, and you need to get them right away. Join with me again next week as we continue this message on the Word of Faith and how that you can believe God for miracles and marvels and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness in your life this year. I'll see you next week.